Are you ready? Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm a little irritated with you. Yeah, no, that's not surprising. Somebody has to fuck up the intro other than you from time to time from time to time yeah no i'm good uh i mean i've been super busy at work uh it's sort of hard to complain about my busy at work um but it's been it's been intense you know it's been a legit like 20 hours of billable time in the last 16 hours it's crazy how you do that (laughs) (laughs) um you know which i think if, if you can imagine, you know, only about 80% of my time is actually billable. So it's, uh, you, know, you say 16 hours, it's the last two days, right? So 36 hours. I mean, it's just been, it's just been intense, right? And it's sort of mentally draining. So I'm tired, but I feel good. It's like missions accomplished. Reason, and I imagine with something like that, when you're under the gun and up against a, a no bullshit, this must happen deadline, mm-hmm. feels really good. Because once you hit it, like it, you were either complete or you're not. Like that relief is, I imagine, immediate. It, well, yeah, and it's absolute too, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's it. I, I've done it. Yeah. Um, but that's good. You know, I think I told you uh, y- yesterday. I think I said you know, I'm putting out fires with a hatchet and a and a squirt bottle. You said that, and and I there was part of me that I was like, there's a there's a real possibility that there is a there's a loose fire in your backyard and <laughs> you, you very honestly have a spray bottle and a hatchet, but it could also just be a really good metaphor for being at work. And then moments later, you sent me like the header of a memorandum you're working on. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I would have liked a picture of a small fire in your backyard and you with a hatchet and a spray bottle more, but yeah, whatever. It's not for me. Well, I think, I think the reason I sent you that header, cause it was like landlord's declaration in support of oh, it was crazy landlord's objection to recant judge's or, order yeah. on plaintiff's application for a preliminary injunction. It, even it, it was one of the most complex sentences I've ever read. That still doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It didn't matter how many times I read it. I could not figure out what you were trying to accomplish or what you were complaining about. It seemed like no one was happy. <laughs> no one is happy. No, that is an yeah. accurate statement yeah. about the state of affairs. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I'm mad that you're mad that I'm mad that you're mad, like circular argument in a mirror. Well, and I tell you, um, it was sort of like, it was sort of bam, bam, bam. I showed up to work on Monday. Well, I had Monday's Kim's busy day, and I had, um, that's the day she has all her forecast stuff and, you, you know, working for a company the size she does, it's it's sort of a big job. And so I tend to stay home and just be with the kids Monday mornings and I try to work from home and I got to call, you know, whatever, 1030 from my partner and he's hemming and hawing and he's like, oh, we've got this thing. And then there's this other thing that just came in the door and they both need to get out by end of day tomorrow. Really, one of them ended day today. And I was like, okay, well, what, what, 
what, how can I help you? And he's like, I need you to do it all because I can't do it. Ha <laughs> 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 ha! I was like, okay, well. And so I just told Kim, hey, uh, I'm going into the office and you will not see me again today. And that that turned out to be right. I was out until Tuesday night. Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday morning anyway. Yeah. So uh, I came home for a few hours, showered, and back at it. But now I'm done. Yeah. And so I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. You'll notice my aroma. I, uh, I, I, I don't spent notice the your... day over the smoker today. Oh, I do kind of smell some smoky. Yeah. So I, I made ribs. I always try to, especially when it's nice on one of my weekend days, smoke something. So I did a rack of ribs and some grilled asparagus and bell peppers and onions. And I also did collard greens. Ooh, yeah. But you can't find collard greens in the grocery store here. At least not the grocery store that I went to. So I used kale. Mm-hmm. It turned out terrific. But... Did you smoke... You smoked them? No, no, no. I just did them in a cast iron. But the thing is, I didn't consider... Uh, when I was buying the kale, I, I just... I know how much greens wilt. But it didn't... It As I'm buying... Like, holding this two-pound box of kale I'm like mm. this will be more than enough was not enough no obviously because it melted down into like a size of a teaspoon and it i knew that I, like i knew that was going to happen but it, it, i just didn't account for it so i had a bag of frozen green beans threw some green beans in there with the bacon and andouille sausage and garlic and onions and it turned out so good yeah i bet so good you know i think i prefer shard uh to to kale for that for that particular I application. I almost did that, but I knew that if I didn't get to making the collard greens or the collard kale or whatever it would be, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the kale would get consumed and the shard probably wouldn't be consumed at my house. Oh, you think? I just don't. I, I think I think Sam would see it and be like, oh, that's for something. Oh. Whereas it's, the kale can just can be in the fridge and the kale will vanish. Just whatever. In like a sitting. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. But I, I made it. It turned out terrific. Yeah. The ribs looked good. The, yeah. They, they turned out very good. We got ribs the other night. I think Sunday night at Hole in the Wall we got ribs. Uh, I really like. So it's a local barbecue place and they do everything sort of pit style smoked. Uh, and it's good. It's good. I mean, it's not the most flavorful. It's just okay. Yeah, well, but it's know. but it's just okay every time, and that's important, right? There's plenty yeah. of places that are good one time and bad the next. Hole in the wall is just okay every time. Yeah, I actually have no objections about their ribs at all. But uh, what I did do is yesterday, knowing I was going to be gone all day, I packed the ribs in like a snapware and cooked them in a toaster oven. I've lit. I don't think I've. I literally don't think I've ever cooked anything in a toaster oven. Totinos. I've done Totinos in toaster. I don't oven. think I've ever used a toaster oven. But, you know, it's like, okay. It's, everybody at home is like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But I was like, oh, well, you just set the temperature and you put it on time and it, it's like an oven, right? 350. It's, a, it's I, exactly what it is. It's a very small <laughs> oven. <laughs> so I cooked these things at 350 for 10 minutes and they came out and they were like gooey and crispy Ooh. and like, this is the shit. I'm going to buy a toaster oven just so I can rehit ribs. I think I could do the same thing in a regular oven. In a regular <laughs> I'm sure, right? But, I don't know, for whatever reason, I was like, this toaster oven is the invention of 2020. I mean, you guys have nothing to reheat besides an oven. You're you're the only household I've ever been into that doesn't have a microwave. Right. <laughs> no microwave, no toaster oven. I could have sworn because you didn't have a microwave, you did have a toaster oven. What's the appliance in the corner right by your fridge? I swear to God, you have a toaster oven. No, there's nothing by the fridge. 
In my head, there's a toaster oven right next to your fridge. <laughs> no. It's always been there. No, but I do want a toaster oven. I was amazed at how, you know, it just heats up instantly. Yeah, it's a, it's a to- it, it uses the same, like, uh, coil heating technology as a toaster. No, man, I get it. I get it. It all makes sense. It's all, it all, it all snapped too. And I was like, fuck, man, this is why toaster ovens are a thing. Were a thing. They're not really a thing anymore. Is that true? I think they're kind of... I'm thinking about bringing it back. They're kind of antiquated. Are they? I think so. I mean, except that they're awesome. They they are, but there's a lot of things that are awesome that people don't really use. Is there anything that does that same thing better? An oven. But an oven's slow. Yeah. I mean, my oven takes 15 minutes easy to, to preheat. A microwave. There's also less fire hazard. I think the the, the main issue that had kind of pushed toaster ovens out of the out of the forefront of people's kitchen items is that the fire hazard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And because they get fucking hot. Well, it's not as bad as a as a slow cooker. Well, just because they didn't catch a like, there's no TV shows based around the damage that a toaster oven did. <laughs> nah, it's people dangerous. Only, don't only don't got worried about slow cookers after don't this is this. us. Don't downplay this. Uh, did, w- w- Crockpot got all mad about that. Did they? I think so. They got all butthurt about it. Well, because they all loved it, and they're like, "Why would you use our appliance? Well, our stuff doesn't burn houses." Now. No fire has ever started from a crock pot. <laughs> Thousands of homes have been lost to toaster ovens, and you're going to use a crock pot? <laughs> Fuck. Well, uh, well, yeah, that's it. Do you want to do a quick website review? Ooh, I think we should, because we, we got some stuff up. There's some stuff up. Yeah, some yeah. stuff came out in the last the last week. Um, I think we, we sort of talked through some of the regulars um obviously um obviously we've got the podcast that shows up every week you should check it out there's this podcast on the watch clicker website it's called 40 and 20 it's awesome they're pretty okay they're they're a little bit underinformed sometimes yeah. a little vulgar chronically underinformed they can't pronounce any words no their words their diction is poor uh folks liked your mama your mama oh yeah yeah folks liked it it makes sense. I mean, you read it and you're like, okay, yeah, no, it tracks. Tits out, yeah, your mama. Tits out, your mama. We've really got to start working on uh, the the proliferation of these. I want, I mean, these nicknames. I mean, I think Sex KX really needs to take off. <laughs> Dress KX be damned. So we do have, uh, so um, Mike Razak mm-hmm. wrote a, one of the new Time XQ Todd Snyder, the black with the red crosshairs. So there's a review of that Time XQ. Todd Snyder, which I think is the best of those. I, you know, I like them all. I would, I would, mm-hmm. I would own each one of them and wear them all. Yeah, I don't, there's none I dislike. I think all things said and done, this one's probably my favorite uh, of, of the lot. I, I like the Golden Eye a lot. I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, the Golden Eye is good, but that's a little, it's a different, right? It's not quite that same platform. Yeah, I'm fair. And continue. Uh, Will published his Long Island, uh, his Long Island islander review the isl which is essentially a the best skx mod on the face of the earth yeah also the pictures that will takes i think could make even the worst skx mod on the face of the earth look right just magnificent you could go you could go buy one of those um like daniel jones watches from the goodwill yeah. jewelry counter that's and he'd be able to take sick pictures of it yeah um oh also first look mike razak first look at the parent hints mm-hmm. which a little big uh but it's a transylvanian watch which does it mean it sucks the blood i think it might mean that I Ooh, think is it, it like mount to your wrist without a strap it just yes 
That's right. That's right. Interesting technology. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. You, you actually have to get, you, you actually have to buy them at Piercing Studios. Um, and, and then <laughs> uh, you, my friend. I did. You you published a, a review on the on the Aviate Flyboy Lafayette Chronograph. I did, which still feels like a mouthful. I it's want a, it to it be... is a cra- imagine writing that shit. Right, right. I right. wrote it a bunch, and I every time I wrote it, I was like, I'm gonna copy paste this shit. But then there was something else that I wanted to copy paste, like Escadrille and like a couple other things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not gonna be able to spell this right even once. Right, copy paste from the website. <laughs> Uh, what, what, so, you know, obviously go to the website, watchclicker.com and read Andrew's review, but what, what are your, what are your overall thoughts uh, uh, on that so, watch? So, so the broad strokes, you know, feel, feel free to check out the review, but here is, here, here's the audio minute and a half clip of it. I, Aviate's been a brand that's been interesting to me since they came into my awareness because they're the, they're, they have this feel and they, they really deliberately market themselves as a, as a watch person's watch brand. They want to feel small. But then they have all these really big brand things to them. You know, they've got like these really crazy dials, like they're trying to be Richard Meal or something like that. They're trying to get these weird shapes or strange technologies or something really, really out there that isn't, it, it doesn't fall in the line of what the horology watch nerd community generally likes. Mm-hmm. You know, we like sub homages and little tweaks to sub homages. Generally speaking, we we more often than not want things simple with little flair to them. And that's not Aviate. That's not Dufa, Durfa, and Dufa, yeah. it's not Spinnaker. Mm. It just isn't, right? Those they're they're very big brands with really bold design statements. And that kind of made me apprehensive about it. Mm-hmm. And when I got this watch, I was kind of excited about it because I was like, oh, it's new, it's cool, but I'm I'm I can't like it. Right. <laughs> I can't. I just can't like it. And I, I found myself the more I wore it, because I wore it exclusively, I mean, barring when I was at work, for like two weeks. And I found myself liking it more and more and more and more, even with the busyness of the dial, even with the crazy busyness of the dial. Like, there is some shit going on there, and I think it's too much. Yeah. But generally speaking, if you like, the size is really good for a pilot's watch and a chronograph. It's 42 millimeters. It's heavy. It's heavy as sure. fuck. But I kind of dug it. And if if you're looking for a really affordable, kind of cool, fun pilot's chronograph, mm-hmm. I think this is this is absolutely worth a second, third look. Um, it, yeah. If you're if you're just looking for something fun and sporty, the bracelets, the bracelets killer on it. I that was what I think was probably the the finest accomplishment there was was the bracelet. It was money. Yeah, it's a good bracelet. Um, but everything else was was it, you get one you pay for, right? It's a two hundred fifty dollar mass produced watch, and everything feels just right about it. Yeah, I mean, you take this over a uh, over a fossil or whatever oh, yeah. any day of the week. Every day of the week. Yeah, it's just it's a little bit more deliberately designed. There's no big frills. There's no. It is you get what you pay for out of it. And I think if you want something busy and intentional like that, a, a, a really yeah. sort of feature-rich dial, um, tons of depth, right? Oh gosh, it's it every there's three. It's a three-layer dial, and every layer has something unique about it. Uh, I do think for for my for my part, it, it's probably just a touch too busy on the dial. I think mm-hmm. that they could have pulled that back in and really had a winner here. Um, they have a winner. Yeah, I think it's a great watch, but I think. With a little bit less going on in that dial, this watch becomes 
really, really super cool. As it is, very cool. Even and, if they'd just taken the rivets or the the, mm-hmm. the rivets off the date window mm-hmm. or just the date window... Uh, uh, Border. Border, yeah. Yeah. Removed. That changes the entire dynamic of this watch. But the date window border is pretty cool. It's like a riveted down porthole to to view through the fuselage. Like it's... Is very deliberate. Yeah, they and I they actually are real rivets too. They hired these little they hired these little tiny people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they actually little ball peen hammers. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, very cool. So check that out. Check that on the website. That just went up. Um, the, you know, I think the only other sort of announcement, other thing we need to cover. This is a, re, a refresh of last week. But if you're assuming you're listening to this on Thursday, if you're not listening to this on Thursday, get it together. But yeah, get your get your freaking priorities straight. Assuming you're listening to this on Thursday, July 9th. Yeah. You still have time. A very short period of time. A very short period of time. So five o'clock Pacific time or eight o'clock Eastern time. We will close entries on both our post and Will's post for the giveaway that Invicta nineteen fifty three. It'll so, close. It'll close. It'll be done. But, but here spoiler alert, I am winning it. Right. <laughs> Uh, you know, a ton of people have reached out to us on that and said, man, you can't, you can't find these things. Yeah, but you can find one. You can't find these things. Uh, and so there's, there's one, there's one for you. So again, five o'clock Pacific time, eight o'clock Eastern time, Thursday, July 8th, those entries will close. You can enter on both our page once. Yeah, just said something different. Eight o'clock, o'clock. Wednesday's the 8th. Thursday the 9th is what I meant to say. They said Thursday the 8th, and I was like, you know, <laughs> Thursday the 8th doesn't occur for several Re- more months. Rewind, rewind, Thursday the 9th. Yeah. Thursday the 9th. The day this ep- the day this episode comes out until 8 o'clock Eastern time, you can enter on both our post and on Will's post. Is that a double entries? A.M. or P.M.? Uh, yes, P.M. Okay. In the evening. Get, you, get your double entries in now. Make some fake Instagrams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How would we ever know, right? Well, we know some of our listeners' addresses. Be like, well, that's really weird that we're sending it to this guy <laughs> from this Instagram handle. Right. Well, good. We're, we're talking about watches today, I think. Ooh, eventually. Uh, I we, mean, we tend to get there. Yeah. There's well, no rush here. I think we're there. Yeah. I okay. think we're there. All right. Are we there? I think we are. We've got a fun episode. We. I. I think so. What are we talking about? I mean, I've done no research, spent zero time, so you're going to have to, we're going to build oh, this plane shoot. in flight. I'm just joking. I didn't come up with a plan either. I just <laughs> sort of figured we'd wing it. So we're talking about... Let's talk about White Claw today. White Claw, yeah. Are, are you a black cherry or are you a natural lime or something else? Mango? Uh, you know, I really like the black cherry. That's kind of my go-to. And if, if black cherry is not available, lime is going to be my my backup. Drinking lime. I don't know if I love it. I like it. It's, it's really good with gin. Like to use in lieu that. of... Tonic. Get, I can see a little that. bit of lime, add some extra lime to it, and you got a gin and soda. Tonic, <laughs> tonic, not keto friendly. Oh, really? Not at all. Not at all. It's I wonder why. Ton of sugar. I mean, I understand, but like I, you would just, you would, I would, it doesn't taste sweet. Yeah. No, it's just a ton of sugar. Interesting. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, I just use club soda. Gin has enough flavor as it is. You really yeah. don't need the quinine that comes from the tonic flavor. It helps, but. I, I prefer gin-heavy gin and tonics with a lot of lime. How did you pronounce that word? Gin-heavy? No. Quinine? No. Yeah, okay. I, th- I thought you said quinine. Quinine, yeah, there's an H in it. Quinine! <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, all right. 
That's I'm, a, I'm of new. German descent, so sometimes it comes out. Fair enough. So today we should talk about our go anywhere, do anything watch picks. And we went a little bit different. Yeah. We usually are a three watch picks, you know, kind of just, hey, this is it. We're going to pick three watches and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about what a go anywhere, do anything watch is mm-hmm. and our interpretation of, of Gada. 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 Godfrey. Gada. Gilbert. Yeah. Gilbert. We're going to talk about our, our what, what our interpretation of the Gilbert watch is. And that's that's sort of framing the context of our picks. That is going to get lost so quick. What the context of the Gilbert watch? Perhaps. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna clutch onto it. Okay. So, your mama. I'm gonna start. <laughs> For me, when I was picking, <clears throat> when I was thinking about a go anywhere, do anything watch, I was coming at it from the perspective of a non-watch person making their first watch purchase. That's gonna have to be a watch. That they're gonna have to get used to wearing. Yeah. First of all, yeah. like we're, we're we're making the upgrade from from a, a weekender or an Iron Man or something of that ilk, mm-hmm. and going into a thoughtful watch purchase. But you want to be able to wear it all the time because yep. this is your only watch. Yes. So it's it's got to have some. It's got to meet some benchmarks. Yeah. It's got to have some water resistance. Hundred meters at the least. 100 meters was your number. That was my 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 bottom threshold. Okay. Because most people don't need 100 meters. Yeah. Almost everyone needs more than 50. There's just no 75-meter sure. <laughs> water-resistant watches out sure. there, right? I mean, sure. That's just what it is. So 100 meters gets you anywhere you need to be, anywhere you're going to be. It's got to be a watch that, it, I, it for me, it didn't have to come on a bracelet, but a bracelet's ideal. Because you've got that bracelet option, and then you've got the whole spectrum of everything else. But... If it doesn't come on a bracelet, it doesn't come on a bracelet. It's not the end of the world. Not a deal killer for not you. A, not a deal breaker. Because you've got plenty of other strap options. I just like the I like the ability to have a bracelet too. And I'm typically not a bracelet person. That's like true. Almost everything goes on something else. The, uh, un, unlike this, that I just can't can't part with this beads of rice. It's so good. Yeah. Uh so we've got some water resistance. We've got some strap bracelet options. It's also gotta be a clean watch it can't be something big and loud like like basically anything from the aviate lineup mm-hmm. it's got to have a kind of dress sporty dial something that's got a little bit of life to it but isn't just a pure dress dial because you got to have loom because this is your all the time everywhere watch and that's it those are my criteria that was it that was it those were the those were the three big ones it's got to have water resistance it's got to have good strap options and it's got to be simple but just with a little dash of elegance. I can see that. Okay. I can see that. I, I, oh, 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 sorry. And number four. No, no. It's, it, no, no. Well, no, this was, this, was the, this was what drove my picks. It's also got to be affordable. It's, and it's got to be super affordable because you're probably going to destroy it because you're wearing it everywhere, doing everything in it. And it's your first watch. It's your only watch. Okay. So it's got to be something that you're willing to wear the way it's designed to be worn, which is in every circumstance, without the fear of destroying it. Okay, it's, it, almost a banger, but not quite a banger. Not not quite. Not, a it's, banger. Not, it's not a watch you're buying like to see if you can hurt it, but it's a watch you're buying full well knowing that you could hurt it. So there's got to be just a little less emotional investment in the price tag. Okay. So th- that those were the criteria that drove my decision. Okay. 
So I think, I mean, we're pretty similar here because I've got some criteria. We we differ in, in some meaningful ways, but I, I think I'll get to that sort of as I get to the end of this. So I'm a little bit more specific than you are. Okay. One, it's got to have a screw down crown. I didn't set a water resistance limit, but it's got to be generally water resistant. So I assume 100 meters. Yeah, you're not going to get a screw down under 100. Is my threshold. Dan Henry, 1972. 100 meters, no screw down, huh? 50 meters, no screw. 50 meters, screw down. That's dumb. <laughs> so I wanted to have a screw down crown and and probably realistically 100 meters. Okay, this is criteria, general criteria, guys. No, this is hard and fast. These are the fucking rules. <laughs> it's got to have a bracelet, OEM bracelet option. Okay. And and standard lugs. No 19s? Uh, 19 is theoretically standard, uh, but no integrated. Oh, okay, okay. No integrated lugs. Um, it's got to have a plain bezel, so not yeah, a, yeah, yeah. not a dive bezel or or a tachometer or anything like that. It's got to have a plain bezel. Uh, complications? I put a question mark. Answer is no, but it must have a second hand. Okay, got to have a second because hand. we've we've agreed that a second hand is a complication. I don't think a second hand is a complication. It um, is. Okay. Well, I maybe disagree with you there, but uh, it, it's uh. It's a requirement in any event here, complication or not. No two-handers. Which are few and far between. They are, They're really. It's hard. It's hard to you're find You're not going to find a two-hander that's a go-anywhere, do-anything anyway. To use a term that I believe you uh, coined, perhaps, it's got to be dressable. Mm-hmm. So not dressy, but dressable. It's got to be less than or equal to 40 millimeters in diameter and less than or equal to... 13 millimeters-ish, ish, right? Mm-hmm. 13, one, 13, two, fine. But we start getting into the 13, no seven. No nines? Yeah, then it's a no-go. <clears throat> and that's just a sort of general where, like, I'm thinking truly go anywhere, do anything. For a lawyer who likes to swim and mountain bike and potentially get in my shower, sit in a hot tub, I want to do everything in this watch, right? So, so were you inviting someone? Like yes. a, a lawyer who likes to... Are, was yes. this a that sounds like a classified yeah that's, that's potentially right. wants to get in my shower <laughs> no i mean i i'm a guy who potentially wants to wear my watch in the shower. oh i thought it was an invitation it's got to be so this is where we differ i said it's got to be special and i put that in quotes hmm. and not cheap hmm. it's got to be special and not cheap i do not want a generic or an easy to get or a super mass produced you know mass produced i don't care about that but i don't want it to be uh i don't want it to be a a a macy's watch right i want it to be special and not cheap i want it to be expensive and expensive for me is different than expensive for some people right there's Mm -hmm. no explorer on my list here right or or a nautilus or whatever um but but you know because an explorer kind of is the true go anywhere do anything yeah perhaps perhaps um black or white dial and then initially I put some polish, some polish on there. And, and I'm not sure I, I, I'm not sure I'm I, gonna disagree with that, but I did cross it off. I think it needs it. It needs some. It needs something to to elevate that to the dressable. It can't just be an all brushed surface. Well, I tell you. It also I, can't be a PVD surface. Like, I crossed it off because one of my watches doesn't have any polish on it, but everybody already knows what it is. If you're listening and you don't know what it is, shoot yourself. Don't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I please have said don't. That. But we'll edit that one out. I'm guessing. <laughs> no, we won't. I'm guessing 
I'm guessing very many of you might already know what it is based on just that. So that's my criteria. So I think that it's interesting that we've got this interesting... Uh, how many times can I say interesting? I think it's interesting that we've got this point of contention, right? Where you want to watch that's not going to burden your wallet if something should happen. And I want to watch because I'm going to be wearing it every day that's something I'm proud to wear every day. What, what do you think? Do so you th- I guess my question is, are you are you looking at this as the go anywhere, do anything? This is the one watch that you own, you, Everett, own? Or are you talking to the guy who found an affordable watch podcast and is like, I don't care about three watches for $600. I just want one watch that I like. Yeah. Who are you talking to? I think I'm probably talking about something in between, right? Because say if I were to sell all my watches, my watch would be different than the two on my list today. Yeah. Um, If I was truly going to buy a go anywhere, do anything watch today, I know what I'd buy. It's not on my list. No. Because I'd sell my speedy. I'd sell sell everything, right? I'd have, you know. And your body for a little bit to make up the delta. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I'd have 6500 or so, I think, to play with if, if I sold everything today. And that's pretty cheap. So um, I know what I'd get. I'd get I'd get an Aquaterra. But so I, I'm not talking about that necessarily, but I'm maybe starting with I'm just going to buy one watch. So, okay. okay. As maybe a, 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 someone with some knowledge, some ability to buy things, etc. And I was talking more to the person looking to build out their watch box and it's like man three three watches for six hundred dollars where i have to buy three watches for 600 money and each one of them has a really specific function and one of their functions is gata well i'm i'm thinking in lieu of that i i'm not going to spend 600 bucks on three watches i'm I'm going to spend spend 200 i want to spend a couple hundred bucks on a watch which one can fill these voids the best well then let's hear it okay where where are you starting so i'm going to start I know I don't like this on on iPhones. This double tap on the home screen and it drops your screen down halfway. Oh yeah, because you've got fumble fingers and I don't it does like it all that, the time. I don't like that functionality. I also don't know how to turn it off. There must be a way to turn it off. I don't know it. <laughs> I don't know that I. I mean, I must have that, huh? Yeah. Let's see. Well, no, because you don't have a button. I don't have a button. I have buttons still. Oh, sorry. I have an iPhone six. Really? Yeah. I just got rid of my six plus. I. uh Bought an iPhone 6 when after I fell into the river. Oh, yeah. Had an iPhone 6, fell into the river, got it wet, just got a new iPhone 6. He's like, you know, we have newer ones. I'm like, yeah, fucking no. I just want the same phone that I had. <laughs> I'm a curmudgeon. Okay, so first up, and this is a watch I'm, we, I don't know that we've talked about before. I don't think we've talked about either one of your watches. And it's a watch that's been in my cart on several occasions. Uh, now, now, I, I want to circle back just real briefly. Your size criteria, your dial color criteria, that existed for me too. Sure. But they you just didn't have it consciously. No, they or... weren't like codified, lined out. But those are th- those were already in my head, which makes sense because obviously we talk about watches together all the time. So it would make sense that our line of thinkings are right. similar. <laughs> uh, so first up, I've got the the Orient Symphony. It is the R A A C O E. On the Amazon the black dial is 170 money and five cents. Yeah. And I think this, for me, epitomizes the go anywhere, do anything. It's affordable. Black dial. It's missing loom, which is a bit of a bummer. This yeah. tends towards a dress watch, but on a NATO, on any other strap option, is going to be, even on the bracelet, is just a little bit sporty. 
very simple. It's a 40 millimeter case, which is a little bigger than I'd like. I really would have, I, I wanted to get into that 38 area. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find 38s under 200, 250 bucks that have all the other criteria. But I think 40 is a very appropriate size for 90% of the environments you're going to be in. It is 20 millimeter lug width. So we got that standardized sizing. And let me see. I don't remember the, the thickness on here. They're thin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to say they're sub 13. I want to say um, so. I want to say it's like they might 11. Be sub 12. Uh, 11.9. Okay. Uh, 11.9 case thickness. 100 meters of water resistance. Hand whiting functionality. It's It's got all the things that you want in that first watch. It does tend towards dressy for me mm-hmm. in the way of a go anywhere, do anything. And that's kind of my one reservation about this watch but everything else is right it's got the polishing it's got the the refinement but it's also just enough that it's not a dress watch yeah yeah because it's a 170 dollar orient it's definitely a sport watch right mm-hmm. uh, but it is it is dazzling dressy uh you, you know and it's got sort of that big pie plate dial mm-hmm. the dial goes basically to the, there's there's virtually no bezel all probably, the way probably up. a millimeter of bezel, bezel. that's right uh, it, it goes all the way up. It's got those sort of Bauhaus markers. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great watch. I think that it's hard to find things to object to. I think it probably is going to wind up looking big, mm-hmm. uh, forty millimeters, but you, you know, because it's 39. thirty-nine millimeters of dial. <laughs> So I think it's going to wind up looking a little big, uh, but that's not bad, right? It's it's subjective. Nice long skinny lugs. Yeah, I really like the lugs on it. Yeah. I don't know if you want to look at them again. But. I, I bet that bracelet's trash. You know, I, I bet that bracelet is probably comparable to what comes on the Mako, which is just yeah. okay. Female end links, obviously mm-hmm. hollow end links. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's a good watch. It's wholly unoffensive. And if you, this is, and, and that's my thinking on it. For, for a go anywhere, do anything, first one and only watch, bless you, you want a wholly unoffensive watch. You're not going to go Doxa. You're not going to go Orange Monster. You're going to go something that is... Like this. That's not going to break the bank so that when you smash it, lose it, do something horrible to it, you can relatively painlessly <coughs> replace it. Yeah. And it's going to keep looking good. Yeah, you could wear, you could buy a new one of these every two years for the rest of your life and be just fine. Yeah. And I, I don't think you'd ever really want for much out uh, of a watch. You know what I think when I look at it? I feel like it's a curated blend of function and design that is ultimate wearable and versatile day in and day out. That was exactly what i thought when i saw it <laughs> who writes this copy i don't know orient does some weird shit <laughs> it's it's a it's a sport bambino is what it is yeah. it doesn't have a it doesn't have a domed acrylic crystal it, it's a little bit smaller you know it's not quite as polished i don't hate the rose gold markers same watch the... same watch rose gold markers white dial yeah don't hate it don't hate it and i don't hate the I don't hate the blue. The it's got a bunch of great colorways. Yeah, but the, yeah, they're all they're all coming in south of two and a quarter. Yeah, cool. So that's my first pick for go anywhere, do anything. The teal is pretty cool, actually. It's like a kind of a jade green. I don't like that it comes on mesh. I think it's really stupid. But yeah, whatever. mesh is yucky. Whatever. <laughs> so my watch, my first watch. I think my first watch is kind of obvious. Yeah. I think it's kind of obvious. Um, you, you know, I actually, there's a ton of watches I looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at, I mean, basically every everything in Laurier's 
catalog. And I said, well, it's a dive, you know, uh, maybe 36. I'd want something a little bit bigger for the weekend, you know. Uh, the Traska Summiteer, mm-hmm. uh, the Notice Sector, the Field Series. Yeah. Um, you, you know, just really... I mean, al- the Sarb, the Alpinist, there's there's thousands of options. Well, so, funny you mentioned this, the, the Sarb and Alpinist. I, I went with the new Black Alpinist, the yeah. SPB-117. That's the new Black Alpinist. It's the one without, without uh, numerals. Okay. So yeah, it's yeah. got just the triangle markers, mm-hmm. but it comes on a bracelet. Mm. Um, and I say it's kind of obvious because it's this 200-meter sport dress Seiko. I think in some ways it's maybe not obvious as a as a go-anywhere-do-anything-watch. I, I think at least in the context of a, of a one-watch, this is going to turn some people off the, the um, compass function, right? The, mm-hmm. the navigation function, complication, whatever you call it. Compass? It's a compass, right? Yeah. Um, the compass complication, I think, is going to turn people off. And, and and because it's there, it tends to look a little bit busy. Uh, that dial has some busyness that some people might not like. With that said, screw down crown, 200 meters of water resistance, heritage out the booty. Mm-hmm. Um, so special. It meets my special criteria. Uh, bracelet, plain bezel. Does have that extra crown? Maybe that's a, maybe that's a drawback. It doesn't bother me. Um, certainly has a second hand. It's certainly dressable. Yeah. It meets my size criteria, 39 and a half by 13.2. So maybe just over on the thickness, but mm-hmm. I'm, I think it's going to get away with it. This is tending towards sportier. That's right. Yeah. I think it's special. Look, yeah. It's not cheap. And, and when I say cheap, I'm not worried so much about the price. I'm worried about the construction. It's not cheap. The whole thing, it's, right? It's not inexpensive either. Black dial. And it's even got some polish. Quite a bit of polish, in fact. So uh, then these new ones, 6R35 movements, you know, one of the few sort of Prospex models that's maintained the um, that's maintained the 6R movement. People are not happy about some aspects of this new watch. I think the see-through case back and the ditching of the Alpinist logo has some people sort of irritated. Whatever. It's the same watch. Start your own watch brand then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my first choice. I, uh, any thoughts? I think it's a little bit obvious. You, you know, I, I I initially had sort of scratched it off because I thought, oh, we've talked about the Alpinist so many times. I don't think we have talked I, about I it, I think though. we have only mentioned the Alpinist in passing. <laughs> I think that's right. I don't think either one of us has ever picked that for one of our selections. I think it's a good pick. And I, and I from coming from the from the point of view that you're that you're coming from at it, I think it's a it's a perfect pick. It's not necessarily an affordable, but it's not a luxury purchase. It's a it's a really decisive purchase. Yeah. Like this is this is like this is gonna be it. You're but I, I what I think is that if it's somebody's only watch, they're gonna tend towards cautious with it. They're not gonna use it to its full extent. At least initially. Then the, the, like they'll bang it on their car door one time and get a nice gouge in the case and like, ah fuck it. And they'll start mowing the lawn on it and doing yeah. all manner of terrible shit with it. You know, I think this is a personality thing. Um, I, when I graduated law school, I wanted to get a briefcase. And I didn't want to get a brand new briefcase because brand new briefcases are a bucket load of money. So what I yeah. did was find a new old stock coach bag from the 90s. So an American-made coach bag um, that's really simple styling. It does, It's not gaudy at all. It's just 
a very classic back when coach had really good leathers in their in their arsenal i think maybe they still do i don't know i think coach is sort of trended towards mall brand but it's just weird that it has the coach like emblazoned brands all over it <laughs> he's joking yeah he's joking you know but it's just a i bought a new old stock coach bag and it was kind of expensive right i mean for me at the time i was a brand new lawyer not making a lot of money and i think i dropped like 600 bucks that's a lot of money on this bag but it was in pristine shape and my wife said so is that going to be your court bag i said no this is going to be my everyday do every single thing bag i'm going to buy an expensive bag and i'm going to use the shit out of it so i've broken both handles the hardware the brass on the hardware has been twisted so much that it's worn through um and this is a really high i've been literally hit by a a a car by a moving car by a moving car wearing this bag it's got scars on the side of it i took it into i got it repaired this year i took it in and got it repaired because i just wrote it hard and put away wet you know uh but I love it. I love it. In fact, when I got hit by the car, the side got scraped up. And um, I think that had gotten mentioned in the police report that it's got a bag, it's got big scrapes on it. And so the insurance company offered to pay for it. They had put it in my itemization. I said, well, what are, what are you going to do And they, if, if you pay for it? And they're like, oh, you just send it to us with, with the other damaged stuff. And, and I don't think there's really anything damaged. And I was like, I can't keep it? And they were like, well, no, if, <laughs> if we pay you for it, you can't keep it. Like, oh, I'm not going to give you my fucking briefcase. So I still have this. It's got scrapes on it. And I just love it. I want to use it. I want to use my shit. I want to buy a nice thing and use it. I typically do too. But for some reason, watches feel different. Because watches are kind of a frivolous purchase anyway. Right? We all have phones. We all know the time. Watches, like, I don't know. Like, I, I have a very, very expensive hunting pack. Mm-hmm. And I, I spent a bucket load of money on it. Because I spend a lot of my life living out of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, and the first hunting trip I'm on, like the, f- the first time I'm wearing this pack, underweight, I sit down on the side of the mountain, I put it next to me, and I like shift and do something weird. And I'm, I'm on in the shale, like fucking debris field. And I shift and I knock my pack. And then I watch it tumble a quarter mile through the shale debris field, just tumbling end over end, like shit's falling off of the side, like my water <laughs> bottle, like a trekking pole, another trekking pole, things are coming out of the, because the top's not secure, so like it's just yard sale down it, and I'm like, fuck yeah, that's what sure. this thing is for. Yeah. But when I wear a watch, the first time I bang it into something, I'm like, god damn it, no! Interesting. Yeah, and I, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the, the difference between those two items. Well, so it's a something to know, you know, yeah. uh, how are you, how are you going to, how, how is this, this purchase going to feel for you? Are you going to feel if you've got something that you stretched reach watches, we, we call mm-hmm. them normally, if this is a reach watch for you, are you going to be able to use it the way it's intended to be used? Or are you going to feel bad? Something to think about. Cause I could throw my G-Shock at people right. <laughs> and, and feel totally unencumbered. I would not throw my SARB at a person. Yeah. Wouldn't drop it. What's your second watch? Okay. My second watch is another watch that I don't know that we've talked about. Um, it is a citizen among the Corso lineup. It is the reference AU1040-08E EcoDrive. This comes on leather. I, I would have, I wanted it on a bracelet, but I chose this for a couple, for, for very much the same reasons as my Symphony pick. 
But this was the big piece for me. It's an eco drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it know, is, it's I mean, the only quartz watch we have today. But and neither one of us picked that for our criteria. But I think it's a really, uh, it's something you should think about. If you've got a single watch or a Gata watch, quartz might be, especially EcoDrive, that might be the way to go. I I think, yeah, I think, I think it is the way to go. I think for the EcoDrive, you're wearing it all the time. You're never going to lose that battery power. For a quartz, I mean, if it's something that sits on the shelf, I, I think you should be hesitant to buy a mechanical yeah, but I don't like the two-tone. So there, there is a bracelet <laughs> version of this that so, comes this two-tone gold bezel. There, there, and there, there's a huge lineup of corsos. There are braceleted versions of it, but the one I chose is 131.25 on the Amazon right now. Black dial, polishing, 40 by 20. Uh, those are good. Those are good watch dimensions. 100 meters. It, I think they're the ideal. But but here's 100 here, meters. Here's the thing: eight millimeters thin. Yeah. It, and it's got that citizen, that sort of blocky citizen case, so it's not going to feel it's yeah. not going to feel delicate. Great angles on it. We know the finishing quality of citizen watches. This is going to be. Th- I mean, w- when I was looking at this watch, I was like, "Shit, I, I, I kind of want this for just like you know, to add to the box mm-hmm. for 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 the the occasional wear as a dressable option." Because this yeah. is this again, and and I think that's the weakness of the two watches that I picked, as they tend towards dress without having the dress size. Sure, uh, they don't. There's not a whole lot of sportiness to them. The sportiness is going to rely on on kind of some BDE putting it on and be like, "Fuck it, I'm on a t-shirt and sort of a dress watch." So. I think it's a great watch. You, you know, there is a hundred and sixty dollar version of this on a bracelet steel case mm-hmm. at Joma right now, blue dial. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's a great watch, Andrew. It, and it's it, the, the thing about it is it's another wholly unoffensive for 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 the no, the types of watches that we normally talk about. That the, there's a reason we haven't talked about these watches. They're not offensive. They're not special. They just are. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't think boring is the right word, but I think both of them are a little bit boring, mm-hmm. which is okay. Which is precisely what you're looking for in a go anywhere, do anything. Sure, this will ride your kayak down the river as easy as it'll go to work and, and you know as as discussed right um quartz man quartz yeah. especially eco drive quartz really is, is a game changer and and i'm sort of thinking gosh i, I really should have picked a eco drive i I'd, i had a couple of quartz grand seikos in rotation for a while but at the end of the day used grand seikos are still you know 1500 there's still some money yeah so uh, the watch, my second watch is not a lot less than that. What you got for me? My second watch is, and this is the one that many of you guys probably guessed early when I said, I initially said it had to have some polish and then I took that off the list. So this is a watch that's probably going to cost you about 11 or $1,200 used in good condition on a bracelet, fully brushed case, the Zin, Zin, mm-hmm. Zin 556A. Mm-hmm. Uh, Substitute 556i at your pleasure. Uh, I like the A. Pleasure is how I like to say that. Pleasure. Mm-hmm. Pleasure. Pleasure. Uh, 38 and a half millimeters by 11 thick by 20. Uh, most of these are coming these days with a Solita SW200-1 movement, 20 bar, full brushed case. I, I mean, uh, it's not, everybody knows what this watch is, more, more or less, right? I mean, generally, yeah. If you don't, where have you been? 
I think that the the downfall to this watch. So with the with the Sarb, um, for some people it's going to be a little busy, a little complicated. Uh, no pun intended. For the five five six A, I think it might go the other direction, and certainly the eye. With the lack of polish on the case, I think it may be a touch drab or utilitarian for a true go anywhere, do anything. It's it's not going to uh, there's no the the lights aren't going to shine off of it at, in the evening, mm-hmm. which maybe that's okay, maybe that's okay depending on how you roll. Uh, but that is the drawback to this one, you know. Given that choice, I'm surprised you didn't go Triumph. You know, that was on my list. I'm I, I'm feeling like the the Zin and the Triumph were were a coin toss between the two. Yeah, the and tri- I think that I think the Triumph better fits the criteria. I think it does too. Uh, Triumph's a little bit more expensive, and but also you're getting a brand new box and papers. It, that's true. That's true. Uh, I think that the reason I went with the Zin is because um, of this special criteria okay i think amanta is very special but i kind of want to have an option that's got a little bit more heritage than monta um you don't want to be part of building the heritage of monta well you know i I think (laughs) (laughs) on balance right it could go either way i'm not defensive about that but i think it could go either way um something about a heritage piece like zen Mm mm-hmm Oh, yeah, there's something you said for it. You're, you're like, buying a piece of already existing history. But you're right. I, I mean, in terms of spec, in terms of size, those watches are very similar. And I can guarantee you, having worn both of these watches in the last, well, I, I haven't worn a Triumph all that recently, but we had that Ocean King in. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you the Monta's better made. All around, basically the same amount of money, Monta's better made. Monta is two times better made than the Zen. Monta is is fucking killing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think this, the heritage of the Zen sort of, you know, the who knows where the balance tilts for you. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, maybe tomorrow morning I pick the Monta all day, every day. Today, I felt like the Zen. And, you know, that's not a bad pick. I'm not I'm not questioning your pick. I'm just, I, I'm... No, it's I was curious the, the conversation that occurred between those two watches, being as similar as they are. And I think it's a super reason. I think it's something you should think about, right? I think if you're thinking about buying a Zen 556, check out the trap. Yeah. You, you know, there is a thing um, that maybe turns me off of the Manta a touch, which is the complexity of the dial. In this in this case, I, generally speaking, it doesn't turn me off. But in this in this mm-hmm. context, the, the dial is a little complex, a little stylized. That Zen has a very sort of... It Basics. tells the time. Yes, yep. that's right. That's right. So, uh, like I said, it maybe depends on on what time of day I wake up, how I feel about what I've had for lunch, how I how I turn on this one because they're very much. I mean, essentially the same price. Yeah. If you're going to buy we, one, you should look at the other. Yeah. If you're going to drop twelve hundred bucks, the difference between twelve and fifteen hundred dollars is forgettable. If you want the better watch, spend the fifteen fifteen fifty. Yeah, fourteen hundred, I think. Fourteen thirty right now. If you want the better watch, get the Monta. Well, uh, fifteen ninety five on a bracelet. Get it on a bracelet because the bracelet is money, and then drop the extra money to get the Everest rubber. So you have both, right? Because the Everest rubber is. But that's it. We solved it. Got a watch, or perhaps a one watch collection. Yeah, these are the ones, guys. Some wholly unoffensive affordables and a couple reaches. Yeah, a couple reaches. Interesting I'm... that we took the, the such 
different routes. But, you know, I think that this is those routes are sort of how people see. Mm -hmm. uh, see I mean, there's a reason. Yeah, Yeah. there's a reason we took those two routes. Yeah. So I I, I don't think that I don't think that's that's an odd. uh, I don't think that was an odd split at all. It was kind of nice looking at boring watches. (laughs) It It was nice not trying to find the things that like super excited me. Yeah. Just trying to find the things that I was like, this kind of matches it. Yeah, this. I wouldn't hate this this every day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd hate this any day. Right. I'm I'm not excited about it. Given what I have in my watch box, I probably wouldn't ever wear it. But that's because I have, I mean, there are, I, I live with someone who says I have too many watches. I'm a little surprised that you didn't pick the Sarb for one of yours. You know, I, I was really deliberate about that because that's a that's a watch that we, we've talked about enough. Because we know that the Sarb, the Alpinist. Can we give that like honorable mention status it, for you it then? It gets always the honorable mention. Okay. It's always an honorable mention status for fucking everything we do. Oh, best best dress watch. You know, Sarb is a Sarb's an honorable mention here. Right. Yeah. Best sport watch. You know, Sarb's an honorable mention here. We can't yeah. use it. This it's the equivalent of using the Mako or the SKX. Well, not at the SKX anymore, but it's the equivalent of using the Mako in a three for six kind of category. People know. Right. You you know, the reason I didn't use the Sarb is because no screw down crown. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking about screw down crowns lately, and I've decided that if you want something to be in a pool at all, you should really have a screw down crown. Not which is not to say you can't wear a sarb in a pool. You can, but watch to do it. But the likelihood of that crown getting jostled just goes up mm-hmm. if you bump it on the wall. You catch it on your um, during the chicken fight or the high stakes game of Marco Polo. You know, you put your you put your hand into one swimsuit, everything could be fucked. Yeah. And I put my hands in lots of swimsuits. <laughs> Usually my own, but the thing is it could it could ruin my my whole afternoon. But the Sarb was a contender for me. Uh the but I looked at the triumph and I was like, ah no, I wanna I wanna go one watch and I wanna go real affordable here. Um but can you imagine if you I mean, can you imagine I, I mean think about you. Mm-hmm. Andrew, I say sell everything, get one watch. You have to wear it for five years. I have it. Okay. Well, there you go. What is it? All right. All right. Is, so uh, he's pointing at an EMG Nemo I sitting am. on the table. I've got an I've got an EMG Nemo sitting in front of me. Yeah. And I think this is it. I I mean I have it. You you know like we everyone knows the the lineup of watches that I have and the special relationship I have with all my watches and. If I have to go to just one watch, that's not work related because that's the thing is I, I can't be a one watch person. I can't like I could live in a G-Shock all the time. I just don't want to live in a G-Shock all the time. Um, yeah. But I like wearing a $50 G-Shock for work because I get exposed to CS gas these days. And <laughs> but this would be fight with people and do all other manner of shit that I don't want to do to my watches. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the Nemo could be a, a five year watch. Super cool. No, I think I think that's right. I think it's a great choice, um, but it doesn't probably fit the criteria. For no, today, it does. So. It doesn't fit the criteria because it's got a dive bezel on it, and the I mean, as as great as the beads of rice, it's a super sporty watch. It's a dive watch, but it's yeah. a skin diver, which has all the it has some really dressy sure. notes to it. But it's just it's not a it's not a dress watch. It's a resort watch. Yeah, it's a go most places. Yeah, watch. It's a, it's a Tahiti watch. Uh, anything else you want to wa- add on Gata watches? Wear what you like. Yeah, wear what you like. I, that, that's I, right. That, that's right. There are fucking lawyers who wear doxas into the courtroom. 
Yeah, well, the, there's I mean, fucking judges who wear doxes and there's the lawyers and like, that wear there's, uh, Iron Man and, yeah, there's and Apple watches. All manner of horrible things happen in the way of uh, of uh, urology when it comes to what people are wearing. What's have you seen Have you seen a doxa in Lane County Circuit Court? No, but I've okay. seen other horrible things in Lane County Circuit Court, like well, crushed velvet. Is not horrible. If I saw a doxa at Lane County Circuit Court, I'd freak out. I, I mean, I've, I've seen pants. people wearing crushed velvet shirts. <laughs> yeah, that's, those are those are the defendants. Um, no, it, I wish it was a defendant. That would have made it more palatable. Other things, Andrew, go. <laughs> that's a, that's a watch thing. That's a watch thing. That's um, not another thing. So my other thing, as you all know, as you know, the, everyone knows this by now. And if you don't know it, now you know. What have you been doing? Disney Plus sleeping on the heater. Disney Plus dropped Hamilton. Come for the into its Mandalorian. Lineup. Stay for the Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, so I have not yet finished it. Wait, wait, wait. Can I can I back up? Yeah. Because I just thought I just come for the Mandalorian. Stay for the Miranda. No? Too much? No. Okay. You missed it. Carry, carry on. Uh, so <laughs> they dropped Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. And yeah. so Hamilton is the first Broadway show live recorded that I've ever watched. I've never... I, I was trying to think about it. I've watched musicals. I've watched plays. I've watched musical plays I mean, you've before. watched a Broadway show like in the theater though. No. Oh, really? I don't... Like I was, I was trying to think back on it. I'm trying to get my bezel centered again you you turned it like 16 clicks and that really bugged me and then i overclicked it's, it's a whole thing but i couldn't think of a i i've never seen a show on broadway mm-hmm. i've seen musicals in in theaters but i've never seen a broadway production and I, there's a big difference there like something that was performed on broadway by the ogs mm-hmm. versus like what traveled and went elsewhere i really liked it Okay. <laughs> what I've seen so far. You you haven't watched the entire thing. No, I haven't seen the entire thing and I I won't finish it tonight because it's it's late. Yeah. I might finish it tomorrow. We'll see. It's so good. Yeah. The cadence of his songs was breathtaking. They were they they felt so like dirty 90s underground hip hoppy but had such a great voice. Like just, they were so modernized and explosive. They, what I've seen thus far lives up to the hype. And usually shit like that doesn't live up to the hype. I totally get why it was the longest running show on Broadway. I get why it was sold out for years. It all makes sense. Yeah. It would have, you know, barring COVID, knowing what I know now would have been worth a weekend trip to New York City, the ticket price, the hotel cost, just to see in person. You know, it was playing in San Francisco last year, and Kim and I, for, their, for our yeah. anniversary, flew down and saw it. And it was like, I, I'm sure I came back and we talked about it because yeah. I was just, like, enraptured. Um, and I thought, you know, the kids were excited. They saw it before we even saw it. Oh, Hamilton's going to be on. They know all the songs, right? Because we, <laughs> you know, played the songs. And... uh I had it in my head that it wasn't going to be the same, uh, that it that it was going to lose a significant portion of the magic. And I don't think it does. Um, I think that it's really very, you know, it, it's going to be different than a production, a live production. Mm-hmm. 
in some ways it's better, right? You get a lot more personal interaction, facial interaction. I mean, unless you are extremely wealthy, you did not see Hamilton very close. You didn't get to see the sweat dripping and I got to see the sweat dripping on TV. I got to see the angles they wanted me to see. Yeah, that's right. So uh, in in some ways you get a little bit more. Obviously you miss out on that performance, that live performance. But yeah, I mean, I I cried the full time in the theater and I basically cried the full time in my living room. Uh, I have a complaint. I'm a crier. I have a complaint though. Please. The sound mixing is very poor. Oh, you think? On the Disney Plus production. It is super quiet and super loud. Oh, yeah, that does happen. It 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 was a bummer. It was turned up way too loud to be able to hear some songs. And the next song comes on, I'm like, holy fucking shit! My neighbors do not need to listen to Hamilton right now. <laughs> sure. I didn't sure. like that. That bummed me out a little bit. Such so, is life. But yes, such is life. It was, So my five-year-old is also a crier. He gets happy, sad when he listens to music. Like the... Uh, the trailers for Wicked used to come on because Wicked was coming to Eugene and he would cry. Mm-hmm. Like just just immediately, he'd hear it, that first noted hit and tears. Mm-hmm. And he would say, oh, don't worry, I'm happy, sad. <laughs> wow, that's like, <laughs> okay, I aspire okay. to be like you. Uh, so he, we, he watched the opening number and he's weeping. And he's like, I'm a little happy, sad, but I also didn't blink. <laughs> he went that entire, what, three and a half minute song without blinking because of the, just because of how much was happening. It was yeah. so big. The production on it was phenomenal. If you haven't, don't turn us off yet because Everett's still got another thing. Watch Hamilton. <laughs> Do it. You don't need to know about my other thing. It's fantastic. I agree. Watch it. That's my other thing for the week too. Okay. I've got, a, I've got, I've got something new. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not Hamilton's not actually my other thing. No, no, I know. Because I remember I can... when we used to have multiple other things. Yeah, when we line it up. <laughs> I got, I got. You got a new toy. I got a new camera. You did. I got a new camera. Uh, and and you know what? It's not a new camera. Well, it's new to you. It, it's a new camera. Uh, this camera is new. Um, but it is not. Uh, it, it's not new, right? It's been out for several years. It's it, and and I'll tell you, when I made this selection, there was a handful of cameras that I was in between. I didn't know how to go, and a lot of people said to me, "Go mirrorless." That's the most common advice you get when you're looking at cameras right now. The most common advice you get is to go mirrorless. So he went double mirror. People also suggest that you go full frame. If you, I've been using APS-C for years which is a crop sensor or a 1.6 or 1.5, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a smaller sensor. Um, you know, with a bigger sensor, there's some some actual really uh, important advantages to a bigger sensor. But I've been using APS-C for years, and a lot of my glass is APS-C specific. Not a lot, but in particular, one piece, my standard zoom, my 24 to 70, uh, equivalent right it's a it's Mm -hmm. the 17 to 55 2.8 which is just a wonderful fantastic nikon lens is a crop sensor uh lens crop sensor specific which means that if you put it on a full frame camera it's going to vignette up the sides so um i went with the dslr not mirrorless and i stayed crop sensor and there's a number of reasons i did that one lens compatibility you said how's lens compatibility 100 percent. i can use all my existing lenses I spent $700, not quite 700 to 630 I think, on this on this brand new camera. 
I guess it's refurbished, so that's maybe different than brand new, but mm-hmm. but essentially new. Um, I spend six hundred and thirty. I get instant lens compatibility. I don't have to worry about lenses. It might be kicking the can a little bit, but I get everything I want. I've got a better sensor, better processor. Mm-hmm. Um, I get Bluetooth, Wi-Fi connectivity. Yeah. Which, I was really hoping for the live view as we were connecting it to your phone because it was aimed right at my grundle, <laughs> which was unclothed, so it would have been <laughs> grotesque. It is weird that you take your pants off every time you come over. It's, I mean, you casa is me casa. <laughs> so, you know, I guess I guess uh, to the extent this is another thing, right? It's not the camera, right? Because it's just a camera. I think if I have another thing is... Don't get hung up on these things that you have to have, right? I certainly could have bought a mirrorless camera. I mean, really, if I had someone said, here's 10,000 bucks, go buy a camera. I'd buy a Sony, probably a A7R III or A7 III, um, you, you know, a, a newish Sony sort of mid-tier full-frame mirrorless. Um, but I don't need that. Yeah, but then you're also going to have to buy a shitload of lenses because you've, exactly. you've got a bucket load of lenses right now. You don't want to replace that whole... It's starting from scratch. Exactly. I'm selling all my lenses at a steep discount because I, I use shit, right? Yeah, and, we've talked about that. You know, I use a hard... I just dropped my fucking macro lens the other day and bent the shit out of the, the end of it and had to pound the end. You know, anyway, uh, you know, I use my shit. And so, I, I mean, I was going to wind up with about, you know... of value, of sale value, to buy $5,000, $4,000 worth of shit. And it was just going to be, I mean, it was just going to be a losing battle. So I I stayed simple. I stayed APS-C because I have APS-C shit. And you know what? I'm 100% confident I'm going to get great pictures. I am not worried about my ability to take good pictures with this. If If there is a limitation to my ability to take pictures with this camera. It's you. It's not in the camera. It's in yeah. me, right? Uh, so, yeah, that's it. That's my other thing. That's a good other thing. That's a good reminder. Yeah, I, I had to sort of... Yeah. I had to sort of um, take a taste of my own medicine, right? Because all the time, people ask us all the time. I, I think people think we take good pictures, and sometimes we do. We'll take good pictures. We don't take good pictures. Right. <laughs> no, sometimes, so. sometimes we get like that one, and we're like, oh, fuck, yeah. That's right. That's right. I got it. Uh, you know, but people ask us about cameras and, and, you know, if you're, if you're coming at, I've got a iPhone and I've got a Nikon Coolpix from 2007, what should I buy? I'm probably going to tell you to buy a Nikon D3500 and a 51.8 and to stop overthinking it, right? Um, I'm using a kit lens on 70% of my pictures. Right, right. And you've got the T6... The Rebel T- yeah. T3? T3? Yeah, the Rebel T3i, I think. Which is an entry level, right? It's yeah. an entry level. It's just like the D3500. So um, crop sensor, you know, and, and and you can take really, really, really amazing pictures with the T3i or a D3500 or a D3100 for that you bought for 180 bucks. You know, for, for 300 bucks, I think you could get a 3100 and a 50, 1.8 and take knockouts so i'm not saying do that there's advantages to more expensive cameras right um but i had to take a taste of my own medicine not get silly get the camera the the reason i wanted to upgrade i wanted bluetooth and white wi-fi connectivity mission accomplished you got it so that's it all kind of grundle picture soon 
<laughs> you got anything you want to add before we go today? Nah, man. Oh, get lights. Get get that's lights. The, that's the big thing. If you want to take better pictures, get fucking lights. Yeah, get lights. Get one of those $45 two umbrella uh and two CFL bulb kits or yeah. whatever. I think right? mine was like a hundred bucks and I have two umbrellas and two boxes and yeah. Yeah. That's what that's the difference maker. Hey you guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20 or on Instagram at the Watch Clicker. Watch Clicker at Watch Clicker. Check us out on the website, obviously, watchclicker.com. You can listen to all of the podcasts there and new content every week. I mean, throughout the week, new content goes up. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash 40 and 20. That's where we get all the support for the show and now for the website, including hosting and, and hardware and the full meal deal. Not cameras, though, just to be clear. Right. <laughs> and don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.